0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. Happy Fourth of July to everybody. Of course, I am your host, Mad Max, and today's episode, I thought, what better way to do a Fourth of July episode? Now, the original plan was to do, like, a movie, basically, surrounding the, uh, you know, fitting for the holiday, so to speak, and... I couldn't decide what movie I wanted to do because we did one last year and um, last year we did the first Independence Day film, which was fine and everything like that. I have no problem doing that uh, for the time being and everything like that. But I thought, you know, what if we did another one? Like, what if we did something completely different and things like that? And I thought, what other movie is there to do? And my initial thought was to do the second Independence Day, but I was like, I'm not going to sit through that movie again. I couldn't do it the first time, and I tried as many times as I have to, to kind of sit through that, and I couldn't do it. So I decided to do, so ironically, the first, last year we did the first Independence Day film. This year, we're going to do another film that is directed and produced by, another film directed by Roland Eimerick and produced by Dean Devlin and that movie is called The Patriot. Uh this movie came out in 2000. Uh it stars Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger, uh Jason Isaacs, Tom Wilkinson and Chris Cooper. And this is basically like a movie about the Revolutionary War, 1776, very very kind of patriotic, you know, for Independence Day, so to speak and everything like that. Now, uh Mel Gibson plays a retired uh a uh, retired soldier uh, who's living on the farm and who's just trying to, you know, live his own life with his children and everything like that. And when this struggle between the British and the colonial and the colon and the thirteen colonies uh, starts, is when the war is basically brought to his front door. Um, he has no. Ch- he is really, really kind of against it because he's seen war. You know, he fought in the French and Indian War and. He wants no part of it now that his family is, you know, they've already lost uh, their mother. So the last thing they need to do is lose their remaining parent and everything like that. However, Mel Gibson's son, uh, played by Heath Ledger, um, enlists into the army because, you know, he believed that there is something worth fighting for. And then when there's one scene in the movie that kind of sets off the chain reaction Uh, towards the beginning of the movie, Heath Ledger returns home and he's already been enlisted in the army for about 6 months now and he comes home he's wounded and he's a dispatch rider trying to take some uh uh trying to take some documents to the capital and unfortunately uh he's taken refuge with at his father's house but in the very next morning the British army shows up. The British army is led by Colonel Tabington played by Jason Isaac, who proceeds to murder all the wounded men that they have there, and then hence he murders one of Mel Gibson's son it's not he ledger it's maybe his second oldest son and it's a very very sinister and dark scene and everything like that and then that that triggers Mel Gibson joining the army and taking basically taking revenge against uh the British Army and everything like that now this movie you know it's got everything you need for like an, one of those old historic war movies, you know, movies like, uh, like flags of our fathers, very similar to this. And I don't think I'd ever seen a movie like this. Cause most of the, most of the war movies that had come out at that time were more so about like, like the 20th century wars, like the world war ones. You had your Pearl Harbors, You had your Forrest Gump takes place during the Vietnam war flags of our father. You know, you had all this different stuff. You had never really talked about the war like, they don't talk about... There There hasn't been a movie about the Civil War or even the Revolutionary War or even the French-Indian War and everything like that. And I think this was the first movie that I saw that was kind of revolution... Not revolutionary, revolutionary of war film. It was just a war set in that time frame. Now, this movie is... This movie is bashed for all the right reasons because there's a lot of people who enjoy the movie. But I know in... The UK, this movie is unapologetically bashed because of its inaccuracy. And I can understand why. Uh, There's a lot of, I don't know if this movie is based on any books, but there's a lot of historical events that are taken out of context. And things like that. Um, The brutality of it, the darkness of the British Army is really taken out of context. I think... I think what Roland Emmerich was trying to do was trying to make it much more darker and much more of a revenge film than you know than just a straight up war movie. So they made it a lot darker. And even though it was entertaining over here, you know, over in the UK, it, they, they didn't find it very entertaining at all because they were more of about historical accuracy and everything like that. So I I tend to like this movie. I think this was the first movie that I'd ever seen with Heath Ledger in it, and because, you know, later on he would do movies like, um, he did Brothers Grimm came out after that. I think 10 Things I Hate About You had come out around the same time. Because I know A Night's Tale had come out before, but I had seen that after The Patriot had come out. And then, you know, of course, his Academy Award nominated film, Brokeback Mountain, and The Dark Knight would come out later. And then unfortunately, he would Heath Ledger would pass away in 2008. But, this guy was onto something. It was it, this was the I I had basically was a fan of his, but the first movie that I can remember seeing him in was this one, The Patriot. And I had seen Bell Gibson and all the lethal weapon movies and, you know, movies like um uh Signs came out around the same time and uh I had seen movies like Mad Max and um uh you know Movies like that, you know, Ransom had come out around the same time as well. I would kind of knew who Mel Gibson was. And you know, I knew, and I also, and for the longest time, I didn't know that Mel Gibson was John Smith in Pocahontas, the animated movie. So it was kind of cool to see that, you know, seeing all these actors in a lot of ways, you know, younger, really kind of set the bar for what eventually they would become, even though Mel Gibson was already a bona fide star by then. Um, this movie... Like I said earlier, this movie gets a lot of hate because of how inaccurate it is. But that that comes from, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been going on. Like a lot of people get mad about movies that are based on books or video games because it's not true to the source material by any means, and everything like that. But overall, I think I've, I found this movie entertaining. Uh, you know, it's a it's a great it's a great and dark war movie, and it. It's not necessarily a movie about the war. It's just a movie about a man who is trying to do everything in his power to stay normal. But when the war comes knocking on his front door, he has no choice but to fight. You know, I kind of like that. I kind of like that idea. You know, you try to avoid it as much as you can. But once you push, but once you push, that, push too far and push to that limit, you have to fight back. And I think this movie really, really encapsulates that. To an extent, to where, you know, it, it, you you see a a violent side of Mel Gibson. There's a great moment when, right after they kill his second oldest son and they've and they've arrested Heath Ledger and they're care and they're walking through the um, the forest and everything like that, trying to take him back to their prison. Mel Gibson takes his his two younger sons. You know, I think he he has a total of like eight children and uh I think he ledgers the oldest, the son that gets killed is Thomas. I can't remember I can't remember that actor's name that plays him, but I know he's the kid from um I know he's the kid from small soldiers, if you all remember that movie because that's where I know him from, I just can't remember his name, but after he gets killed, he has two of his his next two sons, basically the older one. One of them is actually Trevor Morgan, who I know from Jurassic Park Three and a lot of of, uh, of Disney original films and everything like that. And then there's another, and these kids these are like younger kids, like you know, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen years old, and you know they pick up those those old school single shot rifles and they go after this the the squadron of the of the British Army that have taken Heath Ledger and. This scene is brilliant. It's a cool little scene about how he's able to wipe out an entire squad of British soldiers single-handedly. And Mel Gibson has, like, you see Mel Gibson kind of react in that moment. And, you know, he's trying so hard to be both a father but also be a vengeful. Like, you see the turn from grieving father to a man on a mission. And then he grabs, like, maybe four or five rifles and scatters them in the forest, and you know him and these two these two kids. These are not teenagers; these are t- like preteen kids. Go out into the forest, and they shoot down this this uh, this, this small squadron. And it's a, it's it's a scene that always resonates with me, because you know that that's something that that kind of like I said in the beginning. That kicks off that thus begins our story. The war has been brought to this man's front door they murdered his son in cold blood and then now he's going to you know he's going to act revenge and then the fact that he was able to do wipe out this entire squadron with these two kids and still be able to you know save his older son and everything like that that was it was it's intense because there's also a moment when he's he's down to one guy left and the guy's trying to get away and he takes this tomahawk and you know hurls it at the guy and just starts unwailing on it and it's a great shot it's like in slow motion too of him hacking at the guy you don't see the blade go in but you see the blood kind of splattering all over his face and his torso and everything like that but you kind of see that anger and that 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 vengeance come out within Mel Gibson it's a beautifully played moment by by Mel Gibson the fact that you know he tried so hard to shield his kids away from the horrors of war that when those horrors then came back and you know took his, uh, uh, his took his second oldest son from him and um, he had to let him know like ah, I I can't the only way to the only way I'm going to protect my children is to make sure the British don't win and it's a great scene it's a great it's a beautiful scene you know it's 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 a little dark but as a father I can understand where that comes from and everything like that there's another moment too. it happens later on so Jason Isaac's character is he's portrayed as the main antagonist of this film even though they have General Cornwallis who's actually a historical figure in this film uh, played by Tom Wilkinson um, in the movie and everything like that you rarely see him you see him like on the battle scenes which are great there's a beautifully shot scenes and everything like that and you see him in somewhat of a little bit of the background and stuff like that but he doesn't really get a whole lot of screen time. Jason Isaacs' character gets all of the screen time and he's not necessarily the primary villain. They 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 make him out to be like this rogue general from the from the British army and everything like that, but he's not necessarily he's not necessarily a rogue British general. He's just for for king and country. That's that was the same in the movie to fight for king and country, that's all that matters, and everything like that, and Jason Isaac, this was before he was, um, this was before he was uh, 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 Malfoy in um, in the Harry Potter series, and I've always thought Jason Isaac is a fantastic actor, and he's been in some great films, and I think this was probably the first film I had seen him in, mean, because I hadn't seen movies like this, because later on, he would be in, uh, he would be Lucius Malfoy, and in um in the harry potter series and he was in the movie um uh damn i can't remember the name of that movie he was in with uh taylor lautner plays kind of that similar character and everything like that and and but his character in this film general Tabington, is is a very ruthless individual he has he has no remorse whatsoever and it's such a great character that Jason Isaac can only pull off and everything like that and I believe that like he was just merciless towards these people this man Locked this town inside their own church and then burned the church down because they didn't tell him where Mel Gibson and his group was hiding and the, the fact that you know, I think a lot of times I think that's where people said that he crossed the line because the British didn't do anything like that in real life, but That's where the movie takes a dark turn They murder Heath Ledger meets a girl, they get married, and unfortunately she's one of the the casualties of that war and, and everything like that. And I was just like, Wow, that's crazy. And then Heath Ledger unfortunately does the same thing that Mel Gibson did earlier on. He goes on a he takes a like maybe five or six guys and goes after Jason Isaac, but that plan that he has kind of backfires and Jason Isaac then kills him. And I was like, damn man, he kills two of Mel Gibson's sons. In in this entire movie, because Mel Gibson shows up to kind of stop, you know, Heath Ledger from doing all this, but by the time he gets there, it's too late. You know, he's already been stabbed in the chest and there's blood everywhere, and it's a beautifully played moment. I always really like, I hate laughing at this, but I always laugh when I see Mel Gibson cry in some of these movies because he he always has that, uh, like, that tough guy cry. Like, he's not, he's trying to hold, you see him trying to hold it in so much, but then eventually it all comes out. He does it in this movie. He does it in Signs. Uh, he does it in one of the Lethal Weapon films where I remember seeing it. And, you know, the guy, like I said, the guy's an amazing actor, but it's just these moments where, you know, he's trying so hard to... The, the look on his face is vastly different from when his son died because this is the second time in this movie that he has to watch his son die in his arms. And it's it, it it's vastly different because the first time, it's like... What if, what what has just happened, it's more of a shock than in the first one. In the second one, it's much more heartbreaking because this now, you know, this was the son that was supposed to carry on the legacy. This was his oldest son. This was basically his first child and everything like that. Now he's watched both of his sons get murdered and, you know, thus not knowing how to deal with it and everything like that. There's a lot of iterations of historical figures in this film, like George Washington and uh, General Cornwallis and King George and everything like that. But besides Tom Wilkinson's character as Cornwallis, you don't really see who those guys are. Like, I don't know who that man is that plays George Washington. They never, there's not a man playing uh, King George or anything like that. There's a couple of historical figures in the movie, so to speak. You know, there's people who are there who means something later on, but other than that, you know, this movie is, the movie, the the movie is entertaining for what it is. Like, the story they're trying to tell, it's entertaining, it's dark, it's brutal, it's violent. I think, out of all the movies that Roland Emmerich has directed, this is probably the most, this is probably the darkest one. Because I've always noticed that he's on those grand, he's always doing the grand, you know, disaster films. Because he did movies like Independence Day, he did the 1998 Godzilla film, he did The Day After Tomorrow. He did 2012. You know, he's doing all these movies where it's like a cataclysmic event happening in the world. This one was a much smaller scale, and it was much more darker. And it was a lot darker in this film. This movie didn't have the star-studded cast that a lot of the other films did. Well, Godzilla wasn't really a star-studded cast because it was, you know, it. it a lot of people say they were kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for that Godzilla 1998 film, but I've already done an episode for that. And, uh, you know, that was just something different. Um, yeah, man, if you have not seen the movie The Patriot... I think it's on... I want to say it's on HBO Max, because that's where we saw it. Uh, and, you know, I watched that earlier today, and I felt, you know, felt patriotic, man. felt like watching a movie, you know, I was going to watch something on the 4th of July, but that wasn't Independence Day. I didn't want to watch Independence Day Resurgent, couldn't do it. My only two options were movies like Born on the 4th of July or... Uh, I would have did. I think maybe next year, you know, we might do something like Captain America, like the first Avenger, not the, not Winter Soldier or Civil War, just the first Captain America film. That that's a good little Patriarch film right there, and everything like that. I don't know. I, I'm trying. I, I try to get real. Try to not. I don't want to say patriotic, but not a lot of films come out, you know, during the the Fourth of July weekend and everything like that. So, you know, it's a lot to choose from. It's an American classic. The American classics to choose from but I thought what better way to watch a movie on 4th of July than The Patriot you know basically a movie that takes place during and around the Civil War I mean not the Civil War the Revolutionary War so there's that um, yeah if you have not seen it definitely check it out it's on HBO Max uh, if you're a fan of Mel Gibson or even Heath Ledger uh, definitely check it out It's I think it's kind of underrated and it's, a lot of people overlook it because of the inaccuracies, but I think it's good. Like if you're a fan of those old war movies, or if you're a fan of Hugh Ledger or 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 Mel Gibson and everything like that, you should definitely check this one out. Uh, but anyways, guys, that's gonna go ahead and do it for today's episode. I hope everybody has a wonderful and happy and safe Fourth uh, of July weekend. Even though it's Tuesday, uh, but whatever the uh, whatever you guys are doing, I hope you guys have fun, stay safe, uh, have a good one. Be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor. i got to stop saying Anchor. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21 uh, Have you seen the movie The Patriot? Uh, what did you think about it? Let me know. Or what is a movie that you watch? What is a movie that you like to watch around Fourth of July weekend? Whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21 uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. I just watched uh, the second episode of uh, Secret Invasion, but I think I'm going to just jump to, I'm going to wait till tomorrow for this third episode to drop, and then I'll give a review. Tomorrow's episode will be primarily on Secret Invasion's episode two and three, and then after that, I think the one thing that I have on the table um, in the in the days leading up to next Friday... Uh, We're going to cover the Mission Impossible series because Mission Impossible 7 comes out uh, next Friday. I'm definitely going to go see that. So uh, starting later on this weekend and possibly going into next week, we will be covering all six of the Mission Impossible films. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness.